1: Those who
2: look for miracles, get them. Those who look for something less, get that. Hi, I'm Victoria Moran, and that little snippet comes from my book, Living a Charmed Life. And you know what? Some days I know that that is precisely what I do, and this is a day like that. Because I'm here talking with you on the Main Street Vegan Show, and we'll soon be introducing my very special guest, Joe Cross of Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. If you're new to the program, I invite you to check out MainStreetVegan.net for information about everything that goes on in the world of Main Street Vegan. We have an academy in New York City that trains and certifies vegan lifestyle coaches and educators. Our first cruise, the Main Street Vegan and Wellness Cruise, is coming in February of 2015. We're sailing from New York through the Bahamas with fabulous plant-based dining and daily presentations from folks like Dr. Will Tuttle of the World Peace Diet, Dr. Michael Greger. He's nutritionfacts.org pastry chef, Fran Costigan, and you can check out all that at MainStreetVegan.net. But I have a special treat right now today in the appetizer portion of today's show, I want to introduce you to a lovely young woman who knows good food and she knows what to do with it. She is Janae Claiborne. She's a personal chef here in New York City, the creator of the 21 day vegan blueprint and voice of the food blog SweetPotatoSoul.com. She has a brand new ebook about to pop five ingredient vegan quick and healthy recipes for a delicious life. Welcome, Janae. Thank you.
3: I'm happy to be here.
2: Well, it's, it's <laughs> so great to be here with you on the radio. Last time I saw you, we were on TV.
3: Right? I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah, Janae and I were guests on the Our Hen House TV show here in New York City week before last. You can check that out if you want to go to ourhenhouse.org, go to TV, and episode eight has janae creating food and me Mm -hmm. talking words it's really fun and you know something janae that you did on that show that i found was so fascinating first you made a wonderful quick healthy delicious entree yeah that all fit in a bowl Mm -hmm. and then you made some amazing cookies that had no sugar and nothing bad in them can you tell us about those
3: Oh, yeah. Those are my tahini cookies. And it's funny you bring them up because I actually had them for breakfast also. Um, But yeah, like you said, there's no sugar. They're sweetened with maple syrup, so they're healthier. Um, Tahini is a healthy fat and it holds it all together and gives them that nice creaminess and just amazing mouthfeel that you want in a cookie. But they're healthy cookies.
2: (laughs) When I know somebody as healthy as you and as gorgeous as you and you say, "Yeah, I had cookies for breakfast." I think there's so many people out there who would say, "That can't be right." But when you know, see right? what's in these cookies.
3: Right. And then, and when you taste them and you're, you you know, people are surprised that they're so healthy. But yes, they're it's kind of like having your cake and eating it too. And there are only that. five ingredients on top of that. That's well, awesome. Well, speaking like of
2: five ingredients, what mm-hmm. gave you the idea to create a cookbook of five ingredient recipes.
3: Okay. So, you know, even though I work as a personal chef here in the city and I'm always cooking for people, I don't really often cook for myself. Um, I always busy, you know, if I'm not cooking for someone else, I'm working on my blog or one of my online, on my, um, online program. Uh, but I love to eat and I love it to be healthy and I love it to be delicious, but I also don't like to spend too much time in the kitchen. And cooking for myself since I'm doing it for others. So I started putting together these really simple meals. Um, a lot of them have just five ingredients, maybe six ingredients, but they come together so well. They're colorful, they're nutritious, they're delicious. And yeah, I just realized that I probably am not the only person who doesn't have a ton of time to spend in the kitchen. So I started putting these together and I've gotten such a wonderful response. So I know, I know it's going to be great. I can't wait to launch it. <laughs> yeah, and I know that it
2: launches on May 19th, and yeah. people can go to one of your websites. You have two sweetpotato that's your yes. blog, and also the com. So people can start downloading from
3: either one of those sites. Exactly. It's easier to find it actually on the com. as soon as you get to that website. There's a uh, sign-up so you can download a free recipe right now, and you'll be one of the first people to know when the book launches, so you have first access to it.
2: Ooh, yummy, yummy. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have a favorite recipe in the book?
3: Yeah, well, you know— you know, like the tahini cookies are really lovely. I love those, but also there is a choco chia pudding in the book that is just like amazing. And as far as the entrees go, I eat a ton of Buddha bowls, like I made on uh, our hen house, but also the, um, there's a Cajun tempeh. And now that is the recipe that I give you when you sign up for free, um, Sign up on my website. It's the Cajun tempeh recipe. It's so easy. It's unbelievable. So filling and delicious, too.
2: Oh, that sounds great. And I think tempeh intimidates a lot of people. You know, we're used to tofu. It's been around a long time. (laughs) Tempeh is a little bit like, okay, that is an odd-looking thing. But I know you can make anything odd seem wonderful. Now, tell us what a Buddha bowl is for those who don't know.
3: So a Buddha bowl is it's sort of a grain, I like to think of it as a grain and vegetable bowl. So we combine a grain. I use I usually use some sort of rice, black rice, brown rice, red rice, a legume uh, for more fiber, protein, and all those good nutrients. So chickpeas, lentils, black beans, whatever you like. And you need to have a lot of vegetables, a lot of green, non-starchy vegetables. So my favorite is broccoli and We usually add a fermented vegetable, my favorite being kimchi. You could also use sauerkraut. And you top that all off with a drizzle of tahini for your healthy fats. And it's just lovely. All these flavors come together. You can season it up with a little bit of sea salt and black pepper. But it's like a complete meal in one bowl. You don't have to dirty up a whole bunch of bowls. Um, Yeah, And it's just so good. So nourishing.
2: Well, no wonder they call it a Buddha bowl because it sounds exactly. really enlightening. Right? So we, we go to thenourishingvegan.com. Yes. We can download the Cajun tempeh recipe right now, and uh, we'll be able to get the five-ingredient vegan book um, May 19th. That's so, right. Janae, thank you so much for all you do in the world. Everybody, watch the TV show because Janae is way pretty. And also on that show, you get to see a lovely video of Janae cooking with her nana. And I think you guys are going to have a multi-generational cookbook coming one of these days?
3: I hope so. I think you're right, Victoria. Now <laughs>
2: stay tuned. We'll keep you posted. Thanks so very much, Janae. Thank Happy you. cookies. Thank <laughs> you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. And everybody else, stay with us through these announcements because when we come back, we are going to be bringing on a superhero. That is Reboot Man. Joe Cross, stay with us.
1: amazon.com or your favorite bookseller we know that God is the source of our prosperity but how do we manifest it in our lives we simply change our limiting patterns around money relationships and health then naturally our vitality goes up And so does our cash flow. We start to live with purpose, sharing our unique ability. Join us on Prosperity Power Hour every Monday at 1 p.m. Central Time to claim your divine inheritance. Prosperity for all. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Welcome back, everybody. I hope you've got yourself there with a nice old green juice because we are going to be talking juice and reboots and all sorts of wonderful things with a former Sydney stock exchange trader. Gro- Joe Cross is a filmmaker, entrepreneur, author, and wellness advocate. He directed, produced, and was the subject of, you know, this, the academy, uh, the award winning, it should have been academy award winning, the award winning documentary, Fat, sick, and nearly dead, he's authored the Reboot with Joe juice diet book and has been featured all over the place, including the Wall Street Journal, the Times of London, and the Dr. Oz Show. His website, rebootwithjoe.com, has become an integral meeting place for a community of almost one million Rebooters worldwide wide. Joe lives in New York and Sydney, but he's speaking to us today from London. And if you would like to join the conversation, give us a call from anywhere on earth at 816-347-5519. That's 816-347-5519. And if you happen to be in the USA and want to use a toll-free line, that's 888- Five five eight six four eight nine. Welcome, Mr. Joe Cross, to the Main Street Vegan Show.
4: Thank you, Victoria. It's an absolute honor and pleasure to be on your show.
2: Well, it's an absolute honor and pleasure to be in your world. I love what you're doing. You know, I was watching juicing and this kind of thing back when I was a teenager. And I remember when Dick Gregory, who was a comedian and, and human rights activist, in fact, still is, still is alive. He'd been juicing for his health and his weight loss, and he announced on the Johnny Carson show that he was going to only drink juice until the Vietnam War ended, and nobody knew when that would be, but he did it, and he lost a lot of weight, but he thrived. The war ended, thank goodness. Wish there hadn't been so many in between then and now, but I really believe that in that great interval of time, you have done more to get juicing out into the world than anybody, and it's really exciting to watch. So for anybody who doesn't know your story, let's do it like an AA. Tell us what you used to be like, what happened, and what you're like now.
4: So I think, Victoria, my uh, my world was very much the uh, the world of what most people, and I say most by I meaning the average people are today. My diet was very, very high in processed food. Um, I drank uh, more alcohol than I should have. I was a smoker. I didn't do a lot of exercise, hardly any. I had a lot of stress in my life. And um, I effectively, on the back of all of that, was on medication. And I was overweight and I was sick. And unfortunately, that there are more people like that than the reverse of that today in the modern day world. And so while I look at it what I was now, and I'm very different to that now, I was average. Now I was probably a little worse than average, <coughs> given that I was, you know, in the pounds I was three hundred and twenty-five pounds at my worst, and uh, you know I used to be a young, fit, healthy guy, and that was in my early twenties. And then basically between twenty years of age and forty years of age, that's um, that weight stacked on. And around my early thirties, I got sick. I got a, medic- a, a a autoimmune disease, a chronic disease called urticaria which is basically a fancy way of saying chronic hives. And I was sick and I was basically outsourcing my health to somebody else. So that was the old days. The new days now are I don't take any pills. I haven't taken any meds for um, about six and a half years. I don't get sick. I think I've been sick like twice in six and a half years and they're both food poisoning sessions. Um, If I do get the flu, it sort of comes for maybe half a day or a day max and it doesn't knock me around and it kind of goes by the next day particularly when i hit it with juice and and overall i'm happier i'm healthier i'm leaner and i'm just far far more productive so that's the contrast that i'm i'm 48 in uh, in a, in about uh, 3 weeks so i'm 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 still <coughs> in my view it's been the 40s to me, is because I, I made this change in my when I turned 40 is when I made the decision and the movie I filmed when I was 41, but the, the 40s to me have been incredible years. I've had an incredible time in my 40s compared to my 30s where I felt like I was in my 50s.
2: It's amazing that when you get on this other way of living, the chronology means almost nothing.
4: Yeah, it's absolutely true, you know. Wherever I go, people sort of say how old you are because it kind of comes up in conversation. And, um, when I say that I'm, you know, 47 and nearly 48, they, they, they find it really hard to believe. They most think I'm in my late thirties. And I mean, it's, it's, it's great. And when I was in my thirties, most people thought I was in my late forties. So that's, it's kind of like a nice flip.
2: It's a very nice twist. So for for the one or two people out there who may not have seen the first Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead, we know there's going to be another one coming up. Just uh, tell us what that's about. What did you do?
4: So the the movie um, is a, a story of, of my journey uh, across the United States is the actual physical journey, but the, the, the spiritual and health journey is a world of saying no to processed food and no to animal product and basically living on plants only, which started with a 60-day uh, journey on just juice, uh, fruits, vegetables, juice, usually in the ratio of about 80% vegetable, 20% fruit, mostly green, purple, red, yellow, and orange. And of that groups, the green probably got the highest the highest um, volume. And then I did 90 days on just fruits, vegetables, nuts, beans, and seeds. And, you know, I, I was gonna go longer. I didn't know that it was only gonna be ninety days because I was off the medication after that, that five months, but I didn't know that. Um and what we do see in the movies, we see that journey, but we also see the people that I spoke to along the way, all across America, in back lots and whatever. And then I I ended up meeting a truck driver, a guy who's four hundred and thirty pounds, his name's Phil, and Phil decides to uh to be the first person to emulate and follow what I did. And then we follow Phil. And It's, it's, it's a wonderful story of um, paying it forward. Of um, I really tried to make sure the story wasn't preachy and it wasn't like getting out and telling people what to do. It was more about getting out and showing people what I'm doing.
2: Well, when you met Phil, when I was seeing the film for the first time, and he had your same autoimmune disease, which is not a common condition. I mean, that just seems yeah, like...
4: Pretty- it was pretty amazing, but, you know, what people don't realise about the movie was is that I filmed Phil um, when, when I was, you know, with him for about half an hour, and he was one of 300 people that I met as I drove across, you know, the United States of America over 60 days. I spoke to a lot of people, you know. Every day I was out there with my camera crew, and when you're doing 60 days of that, it's easy to rack up 300 People. And I gave my card and phone number to every single one of them. And Phil is the only person out of everybody that rang me up. And he waited. He waited from um, late November, just after Thanksgiving, and he called me in May. So it took him six months before he even called, which in itself is quite extraordinary that he held onto my card and my number for that long and took that long to actually initiate the call. So it was, it was a very big twist for me because he was not planned to be in the film and uh, I, I, once he called, I, because I'd said I'd help him, I thought I, I can't refuse this, I've got to do it. So off I went and then um, we didn't know how it was going to work with the movie but obviously what happened and how he changed, it, it just really took the movie in a completely um, direction that we had no idea it was going to go mm-hmm. uh, but a wonderful direction.
2: Wonderful direction. So when you first started, you knew you were going to fast for 60 days, you knew you were going to make this movie. Did you know that it was going to work?
4: No, absolutely no. If I had known, Victoria, it was going to work, I would have started it, you know, the day that I worked out I was going to do it rather than waiting for the filming to happen because it took about six months from when I knew what I was going to do to get going. You know, originally we were going to start in the summer, but we couldn't get the crew together. There was problems with, with uh, organising things, and so, you know, it got pushed back. So, but if I had known that this was going to work and it was just going to take five months, and I'd be – I just would have said, forget the film. I'm just going to do this now. I just want to get well. So I, I really had no idea. And I was hoping, but I had no idea.
2: Now, what gave you the hope? How did you even hear about juicing? There are all sorts of medical and alternative things out there. Where did you come up with this one?
4: So basically the way I looked at it is I, I try to use common sense and logic. Um, and And I had turned my back on Mother Nature. And so I felt that I needed to run towards her and see whether or not she would heal me because – you know, I knew that fruits and vegetables were good for me, but I just wasn't doing anything about it. So it was kind of crazy. You know, I knew I had the knowledge that I was supposed to eat this stuff, but I wasn't eating any of it at all. So I thought, what would happen if I just went to plants only? Like, think about how successful we've been as a human species. So I thought, I'll go back to just eating plants. And then when I was looking at myself and being 320 pounds, I was like, well, why am I fat? Like, why am I carrying all this extra energy? And I realized that basically my body was storing it up for lean time. So then I had the second idea was, well, I just shouldn't eat. I just should, like, create my own famine and not eat. But the problem is I've already committed to eating plants. So enter the first hurdle, don't eat, but eat plants. And I thought, you know what, what if I extracted the water out of plants with all the phytonutrients, all the vitamins, all the minerals, all the particular different types of acids? In other words, all of the micronutrients from plants that come in the water, What if I extracted those out? And that really is what we call juice. I mean, that is what juice is. Juice is water that you drink that's been filtered through Mother Nature's best. And so it kind of solved the problem of consuming the stuff that's good in the plants that we need and sort of creating this idea of a famine, which is what I wanted to do to use up the extra energy on the body. And that's how the logic came together, Victoria.
2: So that's very creative. I thought you were going to tell me, well, I read this person's book and that person's book, but you really came up with this.
4: Believe it or not, I only read one book (coughs) on the subject of um, eating fruits and vegetables. It was a book, um, and and I can't remember remember the name of it, but it was a guy who was a fruitarian talking about how he, he had done this. It was a personal story book, and I thought that was interesting, and he made some very interesting points about fruits and vegetables. And then I I researched a, a one book in a library because in those days I I went to a library just simply because on the web it was just so much information and I went to a library in Sydney and um, there was a book there called How to Get Well I think it was like published in in the early seventies Pablo
2: Roller I think that that's the one
4: that's yeah exactly the one. and he's got a section in there regarding juice fasting. And I read his six, seven pages, and I read that just to get an idea of what he, where he was coming from and that was the that was really the only bit of literature that I looked at um, and obviously when you look online, um, you see that the Germans and Europeans were doing this um you know a hundred years ago, so I kind of felt that there was something to it but I really didn't know what to expect, and uh, whether or not it would it would help. But I was I was sort of down to my last shot at the dice. You know, it was my last. It was my last last throw.
2: Well, that is such a great story. The first thing I want to say is why I love books. Here is a book from what forty five years ago. You found it in a library, and now you are inspiring millions. That's a good reason to write books. And the other thing that you remind me of is a woman that I saw on Oprah, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. She was in her 80s. Her husband had passed away. She missed him so much that she went down to the basement where he kept his weight equipment and she started lifting weights. No trainer, no education. She didn't know that you were supposed to rest in between working out one part of your body. She just lifted weights for several hours a day to deal with her grief. She turned out to be a master's level bodybuilder in her 80s. And (laughs) this is really what what you've done with Juice, because I always wondered why you picked 60 days, because I'd heard of 30, I'd heard of 40, but... I see you pick 60 because that's a good number.
4: Exactly right. You know, what, what actually people don't realize in the movie was that where I, where I got to was that I knew that 70%, I mean, I was told this and I believed it from the scientists, that 70% of all disease is caused by lifestyle choices. And so I was pretty excited about that because I thought, well, hopefully my disease falls into that category and there's a 70% chance that I can heal it. Because if there's a 70% chance that I'm causing it, that means I can reverse it, get out of the way. So having, you know, been armed with that information, I was like, okay, the only way to really find out, you know, am I in that camp of being, you know, the one causing it or I'm in the 30% category, which is basically just the unlucky category, is to to find out by switching only to plants. And because I'd done... Really, 20 years of damaging myself, I thought, why don't I do two years of just eating plants? No animal, no process, two years, just plants. And if at the end of the two years I'm still sick, I'll be prepared to accept that I'm in the unlucky 30% category, but I would hope that I would get well and be in the 70% category, which actually is where I ended up being, but I didn't know that at the time. And so, knowing that I'm doing two years, Victoria, of just fruits and vegetables, nuts, beans, and seeds, the idea came to me is, well, why don't I take like 10% of that time and juice it for the first part, which is kind of roughly where 60 days came from.
2: That makes perfect sense. Now, in the film, we see you transforming, we see you interviewing people and, and being the expert and Looking pretty good there. Very early in the film, we start seeing how you're getting so much better. But were there some hard times? Did you ever think that maybe you just couldn't make it?
4: Oh yeah, the first five six days, I thought, what have I done? This is the most crazy decision of my life. I'm I'm never going to make it. I was feeling that sick, that bad, that hard. Was that? Was that? It was just like this is unbearable. How can I do this for two months? And I was lonely. I was depressed. I mean, you'll notice in the movie there's not a lot of footage taken because I didn't want anyone near me. I was like, forget the movie. I'm an idiot. I'm, I'm, I do, This is crazy. I'm not going to last. So it would have made great drama, but because I didn't know how to make a movie, I didn't realise that that stuff was important. <laughs> so, so it's kind of a shame that we never got it. Equally, it's a shame we never got my last meal where I went out and ate enough food for all of India. So it, it's a pity, but... They're the things you learn when, you, when you've never made a movie before. Movie number two, because I know what I'm doing now, I think it, I think uh, people will realize that, okay, this is now someone who knows what they're doing versus movie number one where it was kind of like just just throwing stuff up against the wall.
2: Well, you threw things up against the wall perfectly because you're changing the world. Now, your website is Reboot. Tell us exactly. reboot.com, yeah. Okay. So where'd you get the reboot? I love it because we all know that if there's something wrong with your computer and all else fails, you just reboot. So how does that apply to the body?
4: So, you know, a lot of people use this word fast and cleanse and detox. And while I understand exactly what they're talking about, I'm someone who wants to engage science and the medical world because I think that what we need to do is not alienate, but include and try and... Try and take this as much mainstream as possible. So, because I come from a very medical family, father's a surgeon, brothers a a doctor, and sister and mother were nurses. I kind of knew that just saying to people that a detox or a cleanse, your body's kind of detoxing and cleansing all the time. And a fast really is just water. It's not really. I mean, you could do a Big Mac fast if you wanted to, which is just Big Macs. So. I wanted to really create a word or a name or something that was that was not gonna not going to take the medical people in a way where they would get offended and and be you know I'd immediately from the first sentence be offside with them as though I was coming at this from outside of the world. So I I, I decided to use this word reboot because it's a it's a very common name that we use today with technology that we all know. That, that things just can't keep going without a stop and a start again. And I felt that that's really where we've got to as a civilization with our food. We we, we we sort of started and none of us stop, and we just keep going and going and going and going. And I believe that our history and our past and that the, what makes us so successful and such a wonderful species has been these periods of without, but we don't have them anymore because, you know, we're conditioned that you need to eat three, four, five meals a day and that, you know, what about your protein or what about your metabolic rate and what about your fiber and what about this? What about your fat? What about your sugar, your salt? All of these things, we're, we're bombarded with all this information and news and very little of it actually goes back to our roots and looks at things. Well, what have we done that's made us so successful? And one of those things we've done is not eat for periods of time. I mean, that's that's what's made us the most successful species on this planet it's not the only thing but it's one of the things that's been inherent in our past and if you look at the world today never before ever in the history of the civilization of homo sapiens have we ever been this big this sick and this tired that's just something that's a very new phenomenon and so to me it was like hey you know what i think this idea of stopping. Having a little rest, turning everything off, living the body a chance to just to reset and reboot before we start up again. I think that people will get that and they'll be able to adapt that what they do with their computers and their smartphones and their tablets and other devices. They'll, they'll realize that their body is kind of like a much more sophisticated and pretty cool piece of, uh, of, of, Biological genius than um, their smartphone is, so it kind of made sense to me, and it 's kind of worked i mean it's, it's a it 's a, it's a phrase and a word that people get and understand
2: it works beautifully, and everybody understands it and I think people in the health world know exactly what it is they know i 'm going to be juicing, and the word came from Joe so really quickly before you go to before we go to break what 's your favorite juice
4: uh, my favorite juice is easily a green juice. Um, It never used to be, but it is these days. Um just because I just know that it's really good for me and it makes me feel good the fact that I'm sort of loving myself. It's a real it's a real it's a real sign of love for yourself when you drink a green juice. And for me it's uh the mean green, which is kale, cucumber, celery, ginger, lemon and apple. I had two of them today here in London and just awesome. Loved them. They're my favourite.
2: Well, if you don't tweet, it's a real sign of love for yourself when you drink a green juice, I will tweet it and quote you because that's a great sentence
4: and a great yeah, sentence. That's absolutely- I, <laughs> With- I, you know, I don't know. If we've got time before you go to the break, I can share where that comes from. But if you sure. want to wait, you can hit it after the break. Well, you know, the thing I've learned when I, as I go around the world now, um, you know, today in London, last week I was in New York and I gave, I gave a talk in, in the city and um, I was in, you know, Pennsylvania and all over America and everywhere I go, I realize that there is two incredible relationships in our life that we all need to take care of. And they're two love affairs, really. And those two, and and I believe they're actually the most important love affairs that we actually have in our whole existence. And one of those love affairs is with plants, Um, not only eating them, it's respecting them and how we treat them. But a love affair with, with plants and a love affair with yourself. And you, sh- you, you show me somebody that is chronically sick, that is overweight, that is tired, stressed out, and, and and suffering with pain. And I'll show you someone where most likely those two relationships have broken down.
2: What a concept. Thank you so much, Joe. We are going to go to that break right now. And when we come back, there'll be more with Joe Cross. The call-in number is 888-558-6489. We'll be back.
0: I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your hosts, Reverends Dale Worley and Christy Snow, are alive with the Spirit of God and singing their love to you each Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to.
1: Music Speaks. Thank you for tuning in for Main Street Vegan. Here is your host, Victoria Moran.
2: Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Joe Cross of Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. There is so much coming up for Joe. Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead 2 is scheduled to be out in September. I can hardly wait. And quite a bit sooner, next week, in fact, that is the week of May 19th, Joe will be at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, doing camp reboot. See, grownups can go to camp. I just learned that there's actually going to be an advanced screening of the film at Omega next week, so whoa, that's more of a reason to go. I'll actually be there on Tuesday the 20th as a guest presenter along with Andrea Beeman and Brian Wansick, but mostly it's days and days of Joe and Juice, and I'm thinking a kind of Rebirth for People, so you can go to Omega and look up Reboot with Joe. If you're in the northeastern part of the world, that will be a terrific week. And right now, we have a caller who has a question for Joe. Welcome, Andy.
0: Hi, thank you so much, Um, and thank you for doing this. This is phenomenal. Um, I have a question. I'd like to know if you've uh, gotten involved in two different things, uh, possibly when you were on the juice fast. Were you? And I know this is a little personal. Um, did you ever get into colonics at all? And the next question is: do You did you before, and do you continue with any supplements or vitamins?
4: First of all, how are you, Andy? Nice to hear your voice, and thank you for the <laughs> questions. So, <laughs> one, one of the things one of the things that's interesting is my new life now is. Talking about what goes in and what comes out is a big part of the conversation. So don't worry about it being personal. Everybody everybody needs to go to the bathroom, and most people need to go to the bathroom more than they're going, all right? So Mm -hmm. here's the deal on the colonics. Um, I did do a colonic during the making of the film. I went about day 15 or day 16 just to experience it, and I did Mm -hmm. film it too. But I decided to leave it out of the final cut, just to just to save everybody who was watching it at home personally. <laughs> but it was a very interesting experience, and I felt that um, while I, I did benefit from it, I feel it was hard to you know you never know. I I also think that there is something about that experience that I didn't want to necessarily put out there that the whole world needed to do that, which is an added cost and an added layer. So I, mm-hmm. I really do leave that as a personal choice. Now, I know lots of great people who work in the space of, of colonics and they're they've got some wonderful um, ideas and thoughts and I'm very respectful of them. I don't know enough to say whether they're good or not good for you. I've done a few since and I always feel great after them but I don't necessarily think they're essential because I've had so many people that have done reboots that have been successful and had incredible results without them. So I think it's a personal choice. And the second question you asked was supplements and vitamins. The answer is no. But what we have learned um, now is that if I was going to do 60 days again, Andy, I would probably okay. add add like a pea protein, like a plant-based PEA, pea protein, to my smoothies or juices, I should say, so I'd make it a little bit with protein. I would also add um, probably some olive oil, 100% extra virgin olive oil, Um, and I would do probably those two changes um, if I was going out 60. If I'm doing 10, 15 days, I wouldn't bother. But if you're pushing it into a longer-term one, they're probably some of the changes that I would make.
0: So you still do juice
4: fast? Oh, yeah, I do. I do roughly three a year for about 15 days at a time. So thereabouts, about 45 days of a year for me is just all juice.
0: Wow. Okay, terrific. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
4: You're welcome, Andy.
0: Thanks for the call. Love the
2: film. That is so interesting, Joe, because when Dick Gregory did the fast till the end of the Vietnam War, he worked with a naturopath in Chicago, Dr. Alvinia Fulton, and that was what she did. She kind of plumped up that juice with some powders and things so that he was able to do it for an indeterminate period. I think it was 18 months or, or something of that nature.
4: So you know, we have a an- really interesting Victoria about you bringing up Dick Gregory, which yes. very, very few people know this. I interviewed Dick Gregory for Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. He was one of the first people I went to way back in 2007. He just didn't make the final cut, but ah, he was great. He is Isn't great.
2: And and still doing comedy and kind of a combination of comedy and lecturing in his 80s. Yeah. We have another caller now. This is Frank. Hey, Frank. Welcome to Main Street Vegan.
5: Hey, how are you doing?
2: Terrific! Do you have you a question me? for Joe? We hear you beautifully, yeah,
5: Joe. I was yeah, looking you over your me. stuff for the last few. Hi, I, Joe. How you doing? I was looking over your stuff for the last few months. I'm a veteran, and I was very interested in doing it, and you got me really motivated. And I've watched it about five or six times. But my concern was, and I went to A hospital. I'm here now. Um, my concern was getting on this, and I wanted to do it here. But uh, what I found out is, was I started to do portioning to learn how to eat again, and then after I get out of here, I'm planning to get on your diet, your, not diet, I call it uh, portion eating, but also your juicing for vegetables. So when I get on there and do that, it's very essential that I felt myself that I needed to know that and be able to do that after I get off of it to learn how to do the portion eating again, after the emotional things and PTSD and all those other things that I'm going through. Sure. But I want to tell you, I appreciate it. I'd called your, wrote you an email earlier, I never heard back from you, and I tried to get up to one of your, your book signings. I didn't get that opportunity, but uh, I want to thank you. Uh, your video kind of really saved my life.
4: Well, thank you, Frank. That's very cool. When you say you sent an email, did you send that to the info at rebootwithjoe.com?
5: Yeah, and I told them I was looking for some help, and I was really down, and uh, finally got in here, and they are giving it to me, and uh, I was going to do your juicing here and try to convince them, and I said, no, I'm here to take care of me. I right. drew a line in the sand, and I did portion. And from March until now, I've lost uh, 57 pounds.
4: Congratulations. Congratulations. I mean, you, you said the email wasn't responded to. That's a shame because I've got a full-time person who's just doing – so I'm getting about 300 messages a day from all over the world. And I've got a full-time employee that, that's responsible for answering every one of them, even if it's just, thank you for your, for your note and good luck. So I'm sorry that you oh, didn't no, no, I.
5: Got, I, I I got that, but I just—I'm glad I'm able. To, I saw your thing on the internet just now, and I thought I missed it. It was yesterday, and I said, "Oh, it's today." I want to see if I can get on. I just want to tell you—you you for giving me the uh, initiative to save my life.
4: Well, Frank, I appreciate that very much, and I—I w- I would say to you that now that you're on the right track, I think that it's—it's a—it's a—it's a great thing. And we're all not perfect, least of all me. I'm—I'm I'm a work in progress. You're a work in progress. So don't beat yourself up if you fall off. Just pick yourself up again, dust yourself off, and try your hardest to stay back on, all right? And good luck with well,
5: it, mate. Well, I, I, I don't plan on falling down. I'm going all the way and uh, got more to do, but uh, I'm on it, and I I'm looking forward to getting on your uh, system when I get out and, and doing it even more. So hopefully by the next three, maybe four or five months, I'll have it all off. We're talking a total of uh, 178 pounds.
4: Well, good on you, Frank, and thank you for your service, mate. Yes,
5: absolutely. And, yeah, thank you again for that awesome documentary.
4: Well, hopefully you'll like number two when it comes out in September.
5: Oh, there's a number two coming out?
4: Yep, coming out September 19th.
5: Okay, well, I look forward to seeing that, and I'll try to stay in touch with you when I can get a hold of you. Good on you, Frank. Hey, thanks, sir. Thanks for the time, ma'am.
4: Bye,
2: Frank. All the best. Okay, Okay, Joe, tell us about number two. We all want to know. Give us a preview.
4: (laughs) Well, you know, it, it it was something that I wasn't going to do because in the, if you anyone who remembers the end of Number One, I said, you know, I won't be making a movie about myself again. And this movie really isn't about me. What this movie is about, it's about the importance of community and just how much we need support if we're going to make these lifestyle changes. You know, nutrition is a really important pillar to support good health, but there are other things that are equally as important, like not smoking and not drinking too much and Getting enough exercise and managing our sleep and love and intimacy in our life and stress. So they're all big subjects. So we, we, what we do in this movie is we just look at a lot of the success stories that have occurred from people that have made these small changes into their life. You know, people haven't necessarily needed to juice for 60 days to get incredible results. We, we follow up with people from the first movie and see how they're tracking we see some success stories and some that aren't because we have to keep it real. This this is not like a magic bullet where whoever does this all of a sudden is healthy for the rest of their life and it's like some nirvana. It's not about that. So we also have a look at kids and how kids are reacting in the world today and how children are actually leading the way with some of their parents. And I would never have thought that was possible, but we see that in schools. We see how front yards and empty lots in parts of america and around the world are changing into gardens and we just see essentially what i'm trying to show is what i talked about before into the break is that romance and that love affair with plants we see that happening all over the world we see this awareness this tsunami of people that are waking up from their own self not not from anyone else just themselves and coming to realize how how amazing Mother Nature is, and if you can respect Mother Nature, she'll start to respect you. So we see that happening, and we see just how big uh, this, this movement has traveled all over the world.
2: Oh, that's exciting. And you have a community yourself, the Reboot community, People who have watched the film, who've, who've read the book, the Reboot with Joe Juice Diet, who follow your work. It's like a, a kind of fraternity and, and people, you know, we don't quite have a secret handshake, but we all know if no, we're that's in right.
4: it. Look, I, I think that, that the thing about, look, I'm not an expert, you know. I, I'm really not. And, I, you know, people who call me an expert are kind of like really am quick to say I'm not. I, I'm like Frank. I'm like, you know, the regular people out there. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to do my best and I'm trying to share what I'm doing, not by telling people what to do, but just by showing. And because I'm fortunate enough to get in the position of talking to some really smart people like you, Victoria, I get to learn. And by learning, that enables me to be able to share that information out with the world. And so that's what I'm all about trying to do.
2: That, that is so cool. And I completely relate. I'm, I'm working on my, my twelfth book, The Good Karma Diet. And I keep reiterating, I'm not a scientist, but I'm an observer. And it's equally valid to observe life and make choices based on that as it is yeah. to do something in a laboratory. So. I do want to ask you, not everybody is on board with this. I picked up a book at an airport this weekend by a medical doctor who had a lot of good things to say. But when it came to juicing, he didn't like it. And he said, how do we even know we're supposed to be getting all those nutrients all at once? I thought that was an odd criticism. What would you say to somebody like that?
4: Oh, look, I would say that it's quite possible that um, he could be right. Right. But what I would say with the anecdotal evidence of the hundreds of thousands of people all over the world that have shared their stories. Now I've had probably and you know if I'm if I'm brutally honest, the number of emails I've read that have been negative stories that people have experienced, I'd say probably, Victoria, I could count four or five emails of stories where people have said You know, I did this for 20 days, it didn't work, I lost three pounds, I had heart palpitations, my hair fell out, all things where people will come back, but maybe only four or five emails that I can honestly say have been negative reviews. Yet I've had tens of thousands of positive responses. So I take the anecdotal evidence and I would say he could well be right, but you know what, what I'm seeing doesn't suggest that.
2: Yeah, that's good. Thanks, Joe. We have another caller. You're a popular guy, but you already knew that. Hey, Nancy. Hello. How are you? I'm terrific.
0: Do you have a question for Joe? Yes, it's it's sort of a combined two. I've recently been diagnosed with cardiomyopathy, and uh, as a result, I have to limit my liquid intake. I think I can go with no more than two liters a day. Uh, the I had a Vitamix. Blender that that emulsifies it but doesn't juice it. Can that be used instead of just juice?
4: Yeah, look, it, it absolutely it can, but you're going to get a different uh, response in the in the system. I'm a very big fan of blending and taking um, the whole plant and pul- pulverizing it up and consuming that. What you're effectively doing there, Nancy, is outsourcing your chewing to a machine. What a juicer does is a juicer extracts out the water from the plant and it leaves behind the packaging, if you like, the cell, the structure, what we call the fibre, and you take the water out. And because the water is just not clear water, it's got the colour, in that colour is where the energy is, the phytonutrients. If you really think about it, Fiber itself doesn't have actually energy in it. Fiber is just the, it's the packaging, it's the delivery system. The fiber is good for us, don't get me wrong, but it's, it doesn't have the nutrients in it. It, it. The nutrients are extracted out of the fiber. And that's what a very good juicer will do. So there's a difference in terms of digestion, there's a difference, but for your purposes, if you've been told you can't have more than two liters a day, then, then certainly using a Vitamix and a blender is a great, is a great option for you
0: terrific yeah i think i think both myself and my daughter and my granddaughter we went went on a cruise and they basically said you need to detox
4: <laughs> we're all and, gonna and do did so. they say they say why you've got this cardio is it is it hereditary or what's the reason that you've that you've got this deterioration in the function of your heart muscle
0: uh, well i've been obese for a long time uh and um there is a little heart disease in the family, but not that much. I'm 68, so um, just I, I don't I don't know why it happened. Uh, it was quite sudden. I thought I, I thought it was asthma. Right, <laughs> so here, here's what lunch. I would
4: do if I were you, just very quickly. I would I would try and start my day by having a huge, big glass of juice, maybe 20 fluid ounces of juice, if you can get a juicer, if you can afford one. If you can't, then use your blender and I would have a huge juice every day, and i try and change it up with colours. On my website, I've got free recipes there, rebootwithjoe.com. I would then try and have a smoothie to start my the, the next part of my day, so juiced in a smoothie, and i try and eat a big salad or some plants only for lunch. So what you've done is you've got up in the morning and you've only gone and attacked the plant world right through to take you through to dinner. Then dinner time, try and have a meal that you like, that's comfortable. If you want to eat meat, you eat your meat. But try and do that uh, and see if you can get some momentum up on that because I I promise you if you can sort of start your day by getting lots of plants into your body, it's not going to take very long for you to start feeling really good and maybe three or four months of that, you go back to the doctor and he might have a different view on your cardiomyopter.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
4: you, You can do this, Nancy. It's all up to Thanks. you. Nobody, nobody holds you down and forces food into your body. You're the nutritional mm-hmm. gatekeeper for your own mouth. So you yeah. can do this. Ball's in your court.
0: Well, I know that I have lost quite a bit of weight this year uh, from two things. One, when I get full, I stop eating. Uh, and, you know, I hear in America portions that you get in when you go out are just ridiculously large uh so i probably never eat more than half of it that's one thing and then i had i had a fire and had to move out of my house for about six months and i had to walk the dogs twice a day and awesome. you know they're that that's not power walking because you know they're well, stopping two, and sniffing and i lost weight
4: there's two small yeah. changes that have made a big difference so keep up the Make, great work yeah oh, thanks difference.
0: so much
2: for your call nancy and thank Jill, you for I, your help you're welcome uh, All the best. I can't believe that our time is up. This has just been so much fun. So everybody, go to the website, rebootwithjoe.com. Check out Camp Reboot at the Omega Institute next week, the week of May 19th, 2014. The book is Reboot with Joe Juice Diet. And that new film is coming in September. So, Joe, thank you so very much for being on our show and for all that you do.
4: Uh, thank you thank you Victoria for everything you do it's been wonderful it's time's gone so quick as it always does and I look forward to seeing you next week at Camp Reboot I'm going oh. to uh, it's 9 p.m here in London so I'm going to call it a night and get up fresh I've got a juice bar that we've opened up here in the middle of Soho in London so I'm going to be back there tomorrow making some green juice
2: Oh fantastic well I have to check that out when I'm in London in September for the UK Veg Fest we just so hit all, all the love, high spots love to have you. <laughs> Thanks so much. And everybody listening next week, guests are Ellen Jaffe-Jones. You know her from Eat Vegan on $4 a day and her co-author, Chef Ellen Brottinger. And they have a new book with a very enticing title, Paleo Vegan. Join us then. And if you can make it to Omega for Camp Reboot, we'll see you in person. In the meantime, God bless you and eat your veggies. Ooh, and juice some of them too. Bye, everybody.
1: 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul,